Welcome to the Power Your Life radio show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and I'm Joanne White, and thanks so much for tuning in to Power Your Life. Many of us go through all sorts of different challenges, and some are financially related. Lately, we've been having all sorts of different kinds of weather and challenges, so our hearts and prayers go out to all of those people who are recovering and still in the midst of of all of that. And Oftentimes, people go through health challenges and seek support and help and and may not know where to turn, and even their caregivers have challenges. And so it's really important to find the right people, the right connections, the right methods that can really help people move forward with whatever kinds of challenges that they have. And today... I'm very excited because I have two people, Tamara Green and David Dashinger, who are going to talk about how they dramatically help to improve the cancer experience, not just for the people who have cancer, also for the families and the caregivers. Live Thank Calm you. with Cancer and Beyond with the authors David Dashinger and Mara Green co-founded Loving Meditations. That David is a Grammy-nominated composer, a fire lieutenant, and stage four head, neck, and lymphatic cancer survivor. Bravo. And Tamara is a psychotherapist and meditation facilitator who Elle Magazine dubs the soul-centered relationship and meditation expert. Bravo. Together, They created and create meditation programs that dynamically assist those living with cancer that can be used easily and effectively. Loving Meditations is the app that they created that is specifically designed to help cancer patients, survivors, and the caregivers that they have that cope with the physical and emotional symptoms that are commonly associated with the cancer experience. Welcome, Tamara and David. How are you? Hey, Joanne. It's great to be here. How are you doing today? Wonderful. Great to have both of you. And I was so so excited. I said, hi, Joanne, nice and early. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you did. You did. You know, what, what, what I find is fascinating is that, you know, you went through you both went through this together and oftentimes when a family member goes through an experience those other people the other family members also experience it as well so what you're doing bravo because you're you're not just looking at the person that has cancer you're also embracing the experience of the whole family so tell us a little bit about your journey david and tamara Sure. 
we had a uh, practice of meditation long before cancer entered our lives, and we actually created meditations as a couple, Tamara doing the writing and the voiceover, and I would create the music and the video. We had a YouTube channel called Miracle Mondays Meditations, which um, we would create new stuff pretty much on a weekly basis. So we had that experience. And we did have a mindful practice and some practice of meditation leading up to cancer. So my story is I went for a typical haircut on a beautiful September day in 2013, sat in the barber's chair chatting away, and the barber looked at my neck and said, what's that? And as soon as I looked in the mirror, I saw a lump about the size of a walnut that I had never noticed before, hadn't felt, no no indication anything was wrong until I until it was pointed out to me. So that began our seeing a, a, just a group of doctors who were trying to figure out what was going on and going through a number of tests and um, biopsies and different procedures. The doctor came in many days later and announced to us, you have stage four cancer. And I was floored. There's just no way to prepare for something like that. The two of us were kind of just numb and overwhelmed and um, really just couldn't believe it because I'm kind of like the poster boy for good health and good nutrition. So uh, I just came out of nowhere. And um, so we had to, you know, quickly kind of absorb a lot of really important and intense information and quickly formulate a treatment plan because it was stage four. So the doctors didn't want to mess around. They wanted to get right to it. So that was really the, you know, the beginning of the journey. Um, it was a pretty difficult treatment because it's targeting the mouth, the neck, salivary gland, oh. tongue, and there's a lot of very delicate and sensitive uh, tissue in there. And so when radiation is is being targeted on the tongue and the neck, um, there's some collateral damage that happens. So it becomes really difficult to eat, really difficult to swallow. Your neck gets sunburned, and there's quite a few other things physically that happen. And so I started to ask the question, not just on the physical level, but just on the emotional level, what can I do to get through this with greater ease? And so we started looking at our mindful practice that we had going leading into this and starting to bring it into an everyday um, practice where we would try to shift our focus off the negativity and the drama and the intensity of what we were going through and try to focus more on what was going right, what we had to be grateful for, and you know how we could be positive rather than negative while facing this difficult journey. You know, it's amazing what I'm saying for a minute and Tom. Tamara, think like when you heard this information, and and there you are, a, a partner. What what went through your your mind? And 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 the other question is, you know, I love what you said, David. How do you how do you focus on the gratitude? Because I think this is so important for everybody going through any kind of physical or even an emotional challenge. How do you focus on the gratitude when you're going through all of this and not even sure that you're going to survive or your partner is going to survive. What, 
how do you be how are you able to to make that shift it's an important shift but how do you do it yeah i've got a great tip for that uh so to answer your first question um Four days prior to David's diagnosis of cancer, our 13-year-old son got diagnosed with Lyme disease. (laughs) Oh, God. Yes. Uh, So um, what was my reaction? I I, I was like, what, 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 what? What's happening here? Our son is sick, and you're telling me that my husband is even sicker? Uh, I was... um, pretty kind of freaked out there, even though I don't really show freak out. I'm not one of those, you know, high drama kind of people, but inside my uh, my gut was churning and my, my mind was um, like a freight train out of control. Um, so it was pretty intense in the beginning. And our, our daughter um, was away at college, so I was the only one, you know, home, the only caregiver at home, I, I'll put it that way. So it was very intense. Um, But, you know, like David said, after a week and a half or two weeks of some, you know, pretty restless nights, not sleeping, pretty worried, you know, trying to get it all set up because there's so much to do between my my son and my husband's appointments and, uh, you know, treatment and all that kind of stuff, um, I remembered, oh, you know, I could be doing exactly, Exactly what I would have my clients do in the same situation. I could actually do some of my own techniques. I had this one particular one that I call fear, F-E-A-R, and it's it's where you you know face your fear and um, you know just allow it to come up. And this is answering now the second part of your question. How do you get into gratitude? Right, you. First, allow all the scary thoughts to come to the surface. Don't try to avoid them. Most people try to, you know, ignore them and be positive. It just doesn't work. You need to express it. Allow yourself to express it, whether that's calling your best friend and having a cry or screaming or, you know, I can't take this anymore, or writing in your journal feverishly. But let it out. Let it out. When you label your feelings, it's another thing. It really helps to label your feelings. I'm scared or I'm so frustrated or I'm angry or, you know, I'm overwhelmed. Whatever the feeling is, that really helps to get it to the surface. And it's okay. The, the less you can judge yourself for feeling, because I was really judging myself as a psychotherapist, you know, 23 years at the time, you know, I should have this is what I was doing and then I realized, oh, come on, I'm judging myself. Come on, be nice. <laughs> be nice to me. It's okay. Of course I feel this way. Of course I'm overwhelmed. Of course I'm freaked. My two guys that I love dearly are really in trouble right now. So. You know, that's so important because, like you said, we, we often don't want to deal with the uncomfortable feelings, the fear and and or it's or it's so rampant that 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 it just overshadows everything. But but if you allow yourself, like you said, to embrace it and recognize, okay, this is what I'm experiencing. This is what I'm going through. You can, like you say, you can clear it and move to another place. Yeah. What what is the challenge of a caregiver throughout this whole experience? Uh, you know, I, I don't know if you've heard this term that's been going around for a few years called compassion fatigue. 
um, it's pretty fascinating. They found that um, people in uh, health healthcare providers in the field where um, people get so sick or, or die, they actually, and, and caregivers certainly have this as well, um, there, it's it's almost like there's no balance. You know, there's so much compassion going out for the one who's not feeling well and, and sick, and you kind of think to yourself, you know, well, I, I'm healthy, so I'll do everything for them. And then what starts to happen is your own, you know, your own uh, peace of mind and health starts to deteriorate. And I've met so many people who are caregivers who are caring for somebody who has a very long-term illness like, you know, Parkinson's or something like that, or even cancer that goes on and on and on for years, and they end up uh, getting really sick as well, uh, or even passing away before the one who was diagnosed. Um, so uh, what really happens is you um, you get so stressed or uh, taking care of everyone else that you put yourself and your self-care on the back burner, and that's a huge, huge mistake that caregivers make. Um, so You know, I know that to be true. Right. <laughs> yeah. I remember when when I was caregiving for my mother and I had such back pains, physical pains, and that was all stress and pain and whatever. But like you said, sometimes you tend to not pay attention to that because you are putting the person who's going through the challenges first and foremost and, and neglect neglect yourself. So it's so it's so important that what the two of you teach and preach is to you know, everybody needs to be taken care of within that experience. David, do you still play music? I am um currently composing music on a daily basis, um both for our Loving Meditations app, which is um, basically their guided meditations, which have Tamara's voice guiding you through a particular topic. could be something around sleep or fear or nausea or even getting through chemo with more ease. And um, I also am now um, still writing music for network television sports. Mm. And I might add... His music is very soul-reaching. It's really gorgeous, stunning music that he writes. He's Grammy-nominated, as you uh, mentioned earlier. But you know, it's his music is just amazing. I wish we had a sample of it. We could play it right now. That would be great. Right. We'll we'll have to get you one for next time. <laughs> that would one be of, wonderful. I would really that, um, appreciate it. One of the things that comes to mind also talking about the um, the caregiver experience is that, you know, we've really tried to address that in terms of really practical tools that people can use um, if it's a caregiver, someone who's caregiving and going through the, the, the difficult and um, challenging experience of taking care of a loved one. We have um, several ways that we try to help, and that's one of them is through the app. We have... Uh, specific meditations for caregivers, and also something called Mindful Minutes, which are very fast tips to kind of help people um, get present and get recharged, uh, very short and easy. And in our book, we talk quite a bit about uh, caregivers and how they can um, boost themselves through the process. And uh, so we're you know, we're very much um, looking at it as a holistic um, 
venture between the caregiver and the the patient or even the survivor. Um, they really it's a it's a team effort, and and when it's when they're both able to um, give whatever they can, uh, I wouldn't say 100% because sometimes that's not possible. When when both are able to give you know make a commitment to give it the best they can, then the outcome can uh, can definitely be much more uh, positive. I'd you know, I'm glad you said that it's it's a team process because I think that 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 it's so true and and even if a caregiver is helping to make decisions for the person that's going through the the medical challenge, you have to be sensitive and and really in tune with what your partner or your friend or your parent whatever it is that they need and they want as well as as you you know your own needs what are a couple of mindful tips that that are included with your app for caregivers we have a for the caregiver I'll let Tamara speak to this as well um and one thing just in general we recommend is don't forget to laugh it's just so easy to get caught up in you know in the heaviness and the drama of what's going on um but really there's nothing more uh cathartic than and laughing. Um, I just relate that as a uh, professional healthcare provider in the fire department. We go out and deal with sometimes, you know, 10, 12 calls a day um, where we're taking care of patients, and some of them are, you know, pretty intense. And the guys at the firehouse kind of naturally know to uh, to bring humor into it. You know, when we get back to the firehouse, we'll just, you know, goof or prank somebody or, um, you know, joke around, and it's just a natural way to blow off the, the steam and kind of recharge. So that's something we we highly recommend. Uh, I'll let Tamara take over from here for some of our uh, some of our tips for caregivers. Yeah. Okay, so um, one of the uh, fastest ways to become calm and at peace is through our breath. And of course, you know, for caregivers, there's there's tends to be a lot of overwhelm and thinking, okay, what do I got to do next and who, what doctor appointment do I need to set up next, you know, what's next, what's next, what's on the list. Uh, so the energy then accumulates around the head. So when, you, and I'll do it with you if you're open to this, Joanne, I can do it right now. It's really quick and easy. Would you like that? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So this is uh, how you lower what I call hot head energy, which is a lot of energy in the mind, that like, you know, your mind is uh, out of control with uh, all the thinking, thinking, thinking. This is a quick and easy breathing technique to lower all that energy down, down, down. So you breathe in and fill up your chest all the way to the top. Exhale and consciously move the energy down from your head, down your body, down your legs, and down to your feet, 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 feet. And breathe in all the way, filling up your lungs. And again, moving the energy down from your head, down your body. It's traveling down your legs and to your feet, 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 feet. One more deep breath all the way in. And move the energy down, 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 and to your feet. Feet. You really focus on your feet. And then just one more breath into your feet. As if your feet are sponges, you breathe into the pores of your feet. 
and then exhale. You keep moving the energy down and really ground, like you're growing your own roots, grounding, grounding into the earth. So you could see it was only four breaths all together, but you can already, I can feel it, you know, on the on the phone lines here. You you just feel a sense of groundedness and calm. Is that what you're experiencing, Joanne? Yeah, Tamara, I, I, I am, and I use it a lot for doing energy work to ground myself before I'm working with, with a client and, and also helping them with that. So breath is is fabulous, and it just... It's it it works so quickly, right? <laughs> that's that's it the does. beauty Love of it. it. Love it, right? Yeah, David. What what is what do you have to say to other people that are going through a similar journey who are like freaked out and and already going to this is the end of the line, especially you know diagnosed with with the stage that that you were going through. I mean, how do people get out of the fear stage and be able to to move forward and to have a sense of hope and a sense of that this isn't the end? That's a great question. And there's so many things I'd like to say to it. But first, that we can't, um, we don't have any influence on the past and the future. Our, our main influence is on the now. In other words, our experience that we can control is right here in this moment. So even though you know we may have a very serious diagnosis or any other really you know big challenge and difficult um, life situation, we can choose. And and this is the key thing to have a choice. We can choose what our experience is going to be. So we can define who are we going to be during this challenge. Um, if we we do that, we take we take control of more power. It's really easy to feel powerless because now we're putting our hands, our life in the hands of doctors and the medical um, world because in my case, I could no longer work. I could no longer work out. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't do all the things that were just normal everyday life. So, you know, I just wanted my life back and it wasn't going to happen until I made a 100% commitment to every day showing up for the treatment and every day taking care of myself um, to get through the treatment as best I could. And some of that really, really shifted when I started embodying the uh, the mindful practice and also just listening to audios during downtime. Um, a lot of us as patients have tons of downtime uh, in the case of cancer patients in, in the infusion center or waiting to see the doctor or in between treatments. And so that gave me more of a sense of power. I was doing something positive for myself, and I was starting to bring in positive messages to my, you know, just oral positive messages instead of, you know, being bombarded all the time with, you know, the negativity of a cancer diagnosis. Um, So some of it's all about the choice and the power and starting to, you know, get busy living rather than get busy dying. You know that's a great line. Get busy living rather than get busy dying, and that's and that's so profound. It really is. Now the two of you sound so connected and so beautifully involved and engaged in this whole experience, and then in in how you've turned it around, not just for yourselves, but but are helping other people who are going through the similar challenge. What does it? You know, what kind of toll, if anything? 
does going through this take on a relationship and what happened to yours during this time? Maybe we should deal with, to talk about that first and, and, and what happens to others. Sure. Um, so um, what kind of a toll, I mean, uh, I, I've heard from many, many, many uh, caregivers and, and patients as well, um, whether the patient was a man or a woman or the caregiver was a man or a woman. Um, it certainly can, you know, going through this kind of a, a diagnosis and this kind of stress can, and treatment and all that can certainly have a huge toll on the relationship. Um, it, it's, there's a huge amount of guilt involved. Uh, the patient, I've heard this so much, the patient feeling guilty that they're putting their caregiver through so much and the caregiver feeling so guilty that they're not sick and, you know, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting thing about guilt. But um, so it really can uh, kind of do a number on a relationship. For David and I, you know, we've been married for over 23 years now. We just keep getting closer and closer to one another throughout mm. our marriage. Um, but I, I really thought, wow, you know, I just I love my husband so much. Uh, there's just no way I could ever love him more than I already do. But it was fascinating what happened in this cancer journey that we were on. Uh, I just uh, decided this was uh, part of what I was doing for myself is I decided that I was going to be present. I wasn't going, you know, I was going to keep up with my meditation practice, my mindfulness practice, my gratitude practice, so that I could just be present and be, you know, be with David, be with my son uh, or our son in such a present way. That was uh, my very conscious choice that I was deciding or who I was deciding to be throughout this process. And lo and behold, I started developing even more love for my husband. It just blew me away. But um, now we're even closer than ever. Uh, We we talk about this quite a bit in um, our book that's uh, coming up soon. It's called Live Calm with Cancer and Beyond. And, um, you know, he talks about it from his patient perspective. I talk about it from the caregiver perspective. But there was just something that really happened um, between us. The, The love between us even grew quite a bit more. You know, that's so special because oftentimes... People feel drained or strained by by what's going on, and and like you said, there's a lot of guilt, and and sometimes there's even blame. I've worked with caregivers who feel like I've never, I haven't done enough. I, I could be exhausted and and doing whatever, but it's it's still not enough, and and they're blaming themselves, and it, and it's it really doesn't help as you're talking to you know and and telling people it doesn't help to to blame yourself or to have that anger. I mean, like you said earlier, yeah, bring that up and, and face it, but then it's so important to move on. What do you think is is essential for partners or, or for the caregiver and the person who's receiving the care? What, what What's essential for that relationship? Well, in some ways, if you have the um, 
the resource of friends, friends and family that are willing to help out. Sometimes they just need to be redirected, and they can be immense, immensely helpful. Um, we, we found that people, obviously, when you they hear the diagnosis and what you're going through, they want to step up and they want to help. And although a lot of the help was good intentioned, some of it was totally unusable because of um, different circumstances. But we were able to redirect their desire to help to something that would actually be useful to us in terms of, you know, getting through um, our, our son to school or the driveway shoveled um, when we were in the middle of a very snowy winter or um, friends and family would drop off cooked meals. So um, that's one thing that really helps when you're going through that. The other thing is we would, and this jumps back to the gratitude we, we talked about earlier, we would take a walk almost on a daily basis and simply trade off gratitude statements so that we could shift into more present moment and also just shift into a positive place. And I think it helped us to recognize, you know, the gifts that we truly have, even in the face of what looks like a really difficult um, life challenge. Um, it's amazing how many things there are always to be grateful for. So simply either journaling it or um, trading back and forth with your loved one or even a friend uh, were, were immensely helpful for us during that time. You know, I think that's a great idea, and I do something in the morning. It's a call, I call it my power walk, whereby I'm walking and I'm, I'm being grateful and putting out all these wonderful feelings. And by the end of it, there's there's just a shift in in what I'm experiencing and just opening up to to more love and gratitude. You talk a lot about the mind body connection and mindfulness and I, you know, I'm familiar with that, but I don't know if if many of our listeners are. So explain a little bit about that and how that's infused in in your meditations and your app. Sure. Well, um the that's a very uh fascinating term mind body because they are in a sense separate and then at the same time it's all one but we tend to think of them uh, I think I'm just speaking generally but people tend to think of the mind as you know the brain the, the, the computer that we have with us and the body is like completely different entity um, and one that I think we forget about quite a bit so we're actually starting to uh, we're starting to look into coining a phrase called bodyfulness or bodfulness because everybody's talking about mindfulness, and rightly so, but we tend to forget that the body is a living entity that communicates with us, and certainly uh, sometimes we neglect quite a bit. So we, we're shifting our focus back to the body by doing the breath work. Um, Tamara just uh, gave an example of that, um, where you're not only being present in your in your mind, but you're also being present in your body. You're being tuned into the sensations, the feelings, the um, in a sense, when you're focusing on breath, you're, you're focusing on an essential um, body system that's part of our everyday life force. So um, it's real important. I think we, you know, we we try to incorporate that into all of our loving meditations that are on the app, and also we talk about it in the book. And uh, I'll let Tamara chime in on this as well. Yeah, so um, when you're truly focused, like before I had people, you know, really focus on your feet, 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 you know, you you heard me repeat it. When you're right. focused on your body, it it's imp- 
impossible to be focused on your thoughts at the same time. So um, one of the things that uh, we love to do is, you know, put all your attention on your feet and now move up to your ankles and just, you know, even breathe down into your ankles and focus on your ankles. And, and you know, we have a sleep meditation and it just knocks people right out because for sleep, for a great night's sleep, because it really works when you when you focus on your body, you know, you really are not able to think uh, thoughts at that time. So your body is a great way to become present right away. I love it. And I'm an Alexander Technique and technique teacher, and I studied it really to heal myself many, many years ago. And one of the things that we've done in there is to allow ourselves as a direction to our mind-body experience, allow ourselves to say, Breathe in and out with your whole body, and like what you're saying is is concentrate on breathing in with your feet and exhaling so that bringing the breath into life into every cell and every system and every bodily experience, which is incredibly profound. Tell us yeah, more about your. Th- Go ahead. I'm sorry, there's one more thing I'd like to say about that because I love what you just said, Joanne. You know, it's. I don't think most people know this, but where your mind goes is where your energy goes. So whatever you're focused on is where the energy goes, and then where your energy goes, it expands, right? So when you're, like you said, you know, when you're focused on another part other than your thinking, you really do get into this moment, and it's a very calming, peaceful place to be. Most of the time it is. And that's so important because, like you said, we get so stuck in our thoughts and oftentimes they can be of doom and gloom <laughs> or fear of something like, like you said earlier, you know, David, that's, you know, that's not going to happen or something in the past. So I think that that's really great advice. Your book is coming out, I believe it's November 30th. Tell us about this incredible book. Sure. We... Um... We decided to chronicle our journey and tell our story, and we did it in in such a way that we have both from the patient perspective and also from the caregiver perspective. So in each chapter, um, there's my my bit, and then there's Tamara's bit. So if someone's a caregiver, they might choose to just read those parts that are caregiver, and if they're a patient or survivor, they might choose to read my parts or read it all. We've um, also sprinkled in mindful tips, um, some of which are we've mentioned today, and uh, several meditations also that are directly from the Loving Meditations app. Um, so we really made it like a mixture of our story plus very practical uh, stuff that you can use in everyday life to uh, to help you through whatever you're going through. And honestly, it doesn't have to be cancer. It could be any medical challenge or any life challenge, whether it's relationship or work uh, or anything else. So we've um, we've tried to capture all that and live calm with cancer and beyond. And, uh, yes, it will be launching on November 30th. Well, I'm excited about that, and we're going to share it, so I can't wait. Now, did you undergo when you a whole lot of pain through the chemo and, and everything else that – um, 
during the experience and and what did you do if so to to relieve that or reduce that and what could we what could we give or what do you offer people who are going through pain and 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 discomfort while they're going through their healing yeah it's a great question too um so it is um the kind of uh, cancer treatment that i had as i mentioned because it's um directing radiation at the head and neck and mouth um, excruciatingly painful um, once it's begun to swallow. Your tongue uh, can be very, very sore, and taste buds get scrambled to the point where food tastes absolutely disgusting. Um, so pretty much everything is is lining up to make it difficult, if not impossible, to eat. And there's all kinds of ancillary um, side effects from the chemo and the chemical cocktail that you get with the chemo. Um, so yeah, it was it was challenging, and I tried to honor my body in any way that I could. So if I thought that taking a Epsom salt bath would help in any way, you know, that would certainly be something I'd do. I'd get in the bathtub, listen to some mindful audio, and um, I was doing something good for my mind and my body at the same time. Another crucial thing I think is if you can to keep moving. We would, if not with Tamara, with a friend, I would take a walk. Uh, pretty much on a daily basis, just to get out, just to get out of the house. And my body seemed to appreciate just the um, the fact that I was moving around, albeit not at my normal pace, but at least I was getting out and, and moving my body. Uh also started to go to a, a yoga class um, where when I could go, uh, I think it was very helpful just, again, to move, to get some stretching, some um, some energy work. And finally, um, you know, there's, sometimes there's just no way around pain and discomfort other than, you know what, the only way out of this is through. And, uh, you know, a positive uh, frame of mind will definitely be um, much more helpful through something like that than to be negative and, uh, and to complain. So I tried to just, you know, be grateful and um, look for the gifts in this uh, particular situation. You know, that's so important to, to really, because we do, like you said earlier, we do have a choice as to where we want to put our attention and our focus. And and with all of the pain and, and you know, everything that's going on, people could tend to focus just on on the fear and the pain and, and the end of it all, wrap. but the two of you are, are wonderful and great models for other people because you you chose to to embrace embrace that but then move past that. Tell us about this the Loving Meditations app. Yeah, so uh after so David had the radiation chemo in hopes of reducing the mass on on the left side of his neck, but it didn't reduce enough so then he had surgery. And after the surgery, you know, I went to David's, all of David's uh, doctor's follow-up appointments. Um, We're meeting with the oncologist, and the oncologist said, you are cancer-free, which was (laughs) such a, we wanted to jump up and celebrate it (laughs) right there in the doctor's office. But he said to David, you know, you had a really brutal treatment. This was just brutal. But you seem to kind of... Uh, get through it so much easier than most any other patient I know. 
um, who had the same treatment, you must have been doing something. What were you doing? And David told him um, about the mindfulness and the meditation that he, and visualization that he was doing throughout the treatment. He said, that's what I want for all of my patients. If everyone could be as calm as the two of you uh, when they're starting treatment, that's what I want. I mean, it would be great. So David and I looked at each other during that, as soon as he said that, and the light bulb went off. Wait, we've been through the cancer experience. We've been creating meditations, guided meditations for years. Why not do this specifically for those going through these kinds of challenges? Because we certainly know what it's like to be in their shoes, but yet we've, we create these uh, meditations. So let's create a nap. <laughs> that's that's how Loving Meditations was born. As we're walking out of that doctor's office, we were very excited with, wow, did you hear what he said? That was amazing. Let's do something about it. Um, so we did. We jumped right on it. And um, so, you know, there's so many people that – um, tell us, you know, I've never been able to meditate. I can't, you know, get my thoughts to stop enough for me to even take a deep breath or whatever. So we've made it so super easy for uh, the beginners or even beautiful for people who have been meditating for years. It's for everyone. So we included the visual. David is amazing with creating stunning, stunning um, visual, the video, the uh, images, and then the music that takes you to even deeper level. And then also um, most of the meditations are guided by myself and some are, are by David. So the combination of all three, you know, the guided, the uh, the music, and the video is uh, really takes people into a deep experience. Well, I think it's wonderful, and I'm so grateful for the two of you for sharing everything that you've been sharing, and also for your, what you're doing for other people, whether they're caregivers or or actually the people that are undergoing their physical challenges. So thank you for that because you're really helping so many people through this experience. We're almost out of time. So tell people how they can get a hold of you, how they can find out more about your book, Live Calm with Cancer and Beyond, also the apps, the loving meditations, and everything else that you're doing. Sure, be happy to. Um, first and our general website is lovingmeditations.com, and that has all of our material there, um, including some things we didn't even talk about today, but that's a great place, lovingmeditations.com, to check out our all of our stuff. For the book specifically, the page is called livecalmwithcancer.com, and to download the free app, uh, it's a free app with some uh, subscription content available. Go to calmcancerstress.com. So C-A-L-M, cancerstress.com. Wonderful. Thank you for that. So we, what would you like to leave our listeners with? We do hear from people they don't have time to meditate or they can't quiet their minds, but in fact, like, in the United States, we spend, as adults, we spend about 10 and a half hours each day consuming media on all of our tablets, our smartphones, our computers, 
TVs, and think about how much of that is actually useful and how much of that do you actually have control over, um, how much of that information. So what we've done is we've made it so that you can experience loving meditations on those same devices simply by downloading the app, putting on your earbuds, and pressing play. And for the next 2 to 22 minutes, uh, we can take you to a place of calm and uh, relaxation and help you feel better. Wonderful. Thank you both so much. I appreciate all that you're doing, and have a beautiful day. Thank Thank you. You too. So great to be here. Thanks. My pleasure. Take care. And we're shifting gears next week, November 1st, with James Mapes, and his book is called Imagine That, Igniting Your Brain for Creativity and Peak Performance. However, before we go, think about everything that you heard today from Tamara and and David and what they're doing and what they've done in terms of shifting fear and shifting all sorts of worry and concern and also moving through a very challenging experience. Cancer is a very challenging experience to be able to get to another place of gratitude and and mindfulness and and peace. So that's something that, that we can all what no matter what we're going through, that's something that we can all embrace. If you want to get a hold of me, you can go to doc, docwhite.org or drjoannwhite.com. Find out more about upcoming shows, free articles. And remember, each and every day, you have the ability to move forward in your life and to do so with a welcoming, upbeat attitude and also to take one step, even just one little step each and every day, towards something that inspires you because you have so much power and so much ability that you may not even recognize. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed day wherever you are. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.